You're listening to the Digitally Irresistible Podcast, where we cover the optimization of digital technologies and irresistible people. Brought to you by iCore. Each episode features someone who sheds a little more light on the ins and outs of delivering a great employee and customer experience that has a measurable impact on the business. And now, here's today's guest. Hey, welcome to another episode. I'm your host, Bernie Borges. And today's guest is Chris Holt. Welcome, Chris. Thanks, Bernie. Thanks for having me. Glad you're here, Chris. I'm looking forward to your convers- to our conversation. You know, when I first heard your story, I was super inspired. And you've been at iCore for 20 years. You started when you were in high school. And today, you're director of operations. So I want to share your irresistible story. Let's start with an introduction, starting with your current role, and then we'll get into your backstory, your career journey. What's your current role at iCore? Yeah, you say it like that, Bernie, 20 years. Wow, uh, it really flies by. My current role is Director of Operations. I'm based here in Charlotte, North Carolina. Um, I manage several different client portfolios, um, ranging from warranty space or in the utility space. Okay. Now, I don't think you got into this role um, 20 years ago, right? You were actually in high school when you started with the company. So what was your your first job at I-Corps? Yeah, it was, uh, like you said, I was in high school and the uh, schedule that we were that we were looking to fill at the time was a uh, less than desirable 6 p.m. to 10 p.m. Monday through Friday, which worked great for my high school uh, schedule too. Um, and it was doing a collection work for a credit card company, a major credit card company. Okay. So um, obviously you finished high school and you continued your education. And then how did you recognize that i had career opportunities for you? It's really when I, when I got, when I was completed with college that I looked around for my, my grown up job and those jobs weren't just coming at me lining up. And that's when I really started to understand the bigger picture for i and what it can offer um, as an organization. It was bigger than just the, group that was right in front of me. We we're a worldwide organization and those opportunities are fluid. Um, so that's when I really decided to put my nose to the grindstone and work my way into a senior leadership position. Okay. Well, again, you didn't get there overnight, right? So you, you talked about your first job while you were still in high school at 6 p.m. to 10 p.m. shift, but what was your first full-time job at i yeah, <laughs> it felt like that was my first one. Um, but yes, it was uh, working for inbound customer care for one of our utility clients. Okay. All right. Fantastic. So you recognize that there were career opportunities for you at i uh, I bet that along the way, you had some people that were very influential to you, mentors to you. How, how did you find them? How, how did they really coach you and influence your career journey at i that's a great question, Bernie, and I think that my list of mentors is very long being an I-Corps for 20 years, uh, but I have to really give credit where credit is due, and it was when I first had the moment of wanting to become a frontline supervisor, the first step into leadership, and my immediate supervisor at the time was Paige Davis. Uh, she took me under her wing, showed me everything that there was to know about being a manager, and I had no management experience whatsoever. Show me what the right things to do, what the wrong things would do, how to always project yourself and hold yourself in high regard, and really just how to ask for everybody to give their best every single day, but do it in a way that promotes uh, the culture that we have at i Um 
And when, like I said, Bernie wasn't overnight, I became a leadership, moving to a leadership position. It was really um, through a lot of ups and downs, and Paige was there to kind of make sure that I always walked the path, made sure that I didn't lose sight of what opportunities I had in front of me and how far I could really grow at I-Corps. When I became a supervisor, my um, director at the time, Jack Ciotti, I don't know how he put up with me because I was a sponge. I wanted to know everything that he knew. I wanted to know more. He really taught me the one-on-ones of call center management, how to manage a a business. Um, And from there, I really was able to springboard my career to where I am now, um, going from managing one particular application to managing several across the U.S. Okay. So you had a few stepping stones along the way, right? A few different roles along the way in your journey. Is that right? Chris? Uh, absolutely. Didn't even start there at the supervisor role. Um, when I was on the phone as a frontline agent, I um, then had an opportunity to move over to qual- uh, our quality assurance team where I'm listening to phone calls, giving agents feedback, giving the clients feedback on what processes are working, what processes aren't working, how do we improve the customer experience. I did that for about a year, year and a half, and then that's when I got the opportunity to move into frontline supervisor roles and really building and managing my own team. Okay. You know, great segue. That's where I wanted to go next. How did you actually do that? How did you build your teams along the way? That's it. That's a really good question, Bernie. <laughs> you're, you're loaded with them. I got plenty of stories, that's for sure. Um, but I would say the first time uh, out as building a leadership team, I, I really wanted to inspire my team through my own experiences and what does it take to be a number one rock star agent. What is that? And I really wanted to build a team of nothing but all stars. Um, were we at all times? No, we weren't, but we were good enough that we had enough just attitude and grit that we were always wanting to be the best team. If we had one agent fall off, another person would step up, step in and kind of fill those gaps to where we were, we we're always a cusp above all the other performing teams. So that's really, that has drove me the entire way where he's like, so if I, my agents can perform at this level, how do I manage an organization at this particular level as well? And that's always what's driven my, my world. Yeah. Now, did you also bring some people along with you, Chris? I mean, people that you work with maybe at a peer level. And then when you got into a leadership role, maybe you sought them out to, to become part of your team. Absolutely. Um, one of those is Greta McElwain. Her and I were on the quality assurance team together many, many moons ago um, when I had an opportunity to become a director, when I was promoted to a director, uh, there was an, op- op- an open manager position in which I encouraged her to apply and ultimately she, she earned the position, was promoted to manager over one of our utility programs. Okay. So along the way, did you also get any training to help you evolve in your leadership skills? I did. The hard way. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, yes. Unfortunately, you know, the, uh, when I was first moving into leadership, there was not a, a very fluid training curriculum that we have out there right now at i our, our leadership training courses are there's there's second to none. That's the best way to describe it. There are no really learning by falling and having to get back up again. We have created an entire content, a library um, of support, of literature, of you name it. We can teach you anything from HR 101 to call center 101, teach you anything about Excel, Microsoft Office, um, 
if you want to learn it, you can learn it. It's there at your fingertips. It's called the Scholar Program Burning, and it is yep. phenomenal. Um, so much so that that we are now anybody who wants to move into leadership, as I once did many years ago, they have to be a completely. They have to graduate the Scholar Program, and that really has been a huge springboard for folks moving quickly and successfully into supervisor leadership roles. Well, Chris, you're one of several people on on the Digitally Irresistible podcast that have graduated from the Scholar Program. So that was a loaded question, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) But that's okay. That's part of my job as host of the podcast. Um, I want to talk about your attitude, Chris, because, you know, I had the pleasure of meeting you before this recording, and I just noticed your attitude in that conversation. And I want to make sure that those that are watching and listening to this episode for just a few minutes with you, really understand kind of what you're made of. So describe your attitude as it relates to this career journey that you've been on at i How would you describe it? There's a little bit of a backstory and I'll keep it short uh, for, for everybody's purposes, but there's a, a senior leader at i and I had the pleasure of spending a few moments with him. Um, and he was talking about somebody else who was being promoted to a director level. And I asked the same question. I was like, well, what, what, what does it take to get there? This is right before I was promoted from a manager to a director. His response was a winning attitude. It's all it takes is a winning attitude. And that, that simple phrase really resonated to me, obviously, because it's been seven years since I've heard him say it. And I've had, that's what I bring to the table every single day. No matter what we're looking at, no matter how high the walls are, it's a winning attitude. That's what's going to get us over the top. That's what's going to make us successful. And that's exactly what I ask my supervisors to bring to the table every day and exactly what I ask the agency to do too. Well, Chris, um, that's great. And, um, and I'm super impressed by that. And I'm going to ask you this question and you might think, well, didn't I just answer that question? But maybe you, you might want to um, give another perspective because my question is, what advice would you have for either those that are thinking about coming into i or those that are in their career journey at i right now, what advice would you give them to just really maximize the career potential for them at i Look for the opportunities. They're not going to just come and fall in your lap. If you want it, go get it. Ask how we get there. And it's part of the job as our fellow i to make sure that we do everything that we can to put you in a place that you're going to be successful. The, out, the opportunities are huge. So many of there are always positions opening up. Um, you are the only one that can stop you from growing and reaching your how high you want to grow. Great advice. Thank you. Thank you. Absolutely. Well, Chris, you are a fun-loving guy. I know that about you. Um, but I want to ask you, when you're not working, when not, you're not at i what do you like to do for fun? Uh, Bernie, I'm a dad, so that's a full-time job in itself. I have two uh, beautiful girls, uh, 13 and 8. Um, Layla Savvy, if you're watching, hello, love you. Uh, had to do it. Um, so, yeah, my life is all about them, uh, and they are they are a handful. Uh, but when I do actually get a few moments to myself, I thoroughly enjoy playing golf. I'm not good at it, but I do like to play golf. Um, I'm a big sports fan. Uh, obviously, here in Charlotte area, I'm a big Carolina Panther fan. Go Panthers! Um, but yeah, yeah, that's really just me in a nutshell. My dad first, and then if I have time, I'm a, a sports enthusiast. 
that and sports. In fact, you can combine those two together too if, if your kids are up for it. But that's great. My my youngest said, "Let's go to the driving range," and you should you would have thought it was Christmas morning when she said that. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. Well, Chris, I want to thank you for taking time out of your busy day, your busy schedule, to come on the podcast and just share your your story, your career journey at ICOR. It is truly inspiring. When I when I met you and we prepared for this conversation, I was really blown away by your journey. Thank you for taking a few minutes to share it with us here on this episode. I appreciate it, Bernie. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Digitally Irresistible Podcast, where we cover the optimization of digital technologies and irresistible people, delivering a great employee and customer experience that has a measurable impact on the business. Brought to you by iCore. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast player so you don't miss future episodes.